0: Welcome to episode four of the Alt-Brow podcast. On this episode, we speak with Ian Clark from Pirates Press, Sicker Than Others, and uh, several other projects he's got going, as you'll hear on this episode. We talk about Ian's sobriety, now uh, coming up on 16 years, and we discuss his involvement in the punk rock scene and whether or not there's an inherent uh, element of self-harm and abuse in the uh, punk scene. And this is one of the episodes that I've been meaning to do uh, as a way to change the direction of the podcast just a little bit. My plan is to always have this rooted in a, a place of beer and craft beer, but the reality is that there's already so many great podcasts out there for how to brew uh, you know, homebrew, craft beer, make your own beer. There's great podcasts for uh, reviewing. You know, uh, commercial releases. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great beer podcasts out there. Um, I'm not sure even what I'm trying to do with the salt brow thing, and it changes all the time. I've been doing it now for three years, and in those three years, I've learned a lot about the business. And I'd say the one big thing I've learned is that. Unfortunately, a lot of it is a giant circle jerk and it's just a bunch of people preaching to the choir and they're not really reaching out, uh, trying to make connections with people uh, in different fields, uh, you know, at their level rather than rather than just uh, speaking to other craft brewers and beer geeks. i really rather speak with people from outside the industry, over some beers. You know, of course, I'm going to have episodes where I'm interviewing people like Wynn Weisenhunt. We're working on an episode. He's the brewer over at Bartlett Hall. We did a collaboration together that, uh, if you go to the website, you'll see it didn't really come out as planned, but that's for a future episode. We'll talk about that. I'm always going to interview people in the beer industry, if possible. There's some, some great personalities, but I'd really like to be able to expand Altbrow into... A, Uh, you know, whatever, whatever it's naturally going to become, whatever happens and whoever we work with in the future, I want, I want this to be a creative outlet for me and a, and a medium for me to have cool conversations with great people over some beers. So a lot of people are asking me, you know, what is this going to, what is Alt Brow? What is it going to become? And I really don't know. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm figuring it out myself. We've got a really big beer collaboration coming up. I'm gonna be driving up to Oregon. We're gonna be documenting that. Uh, more details to be announced. But in the meantime, I hope you'll hang out with me and and follow follow me along on this uh, journey of whatever this is. Uh, thanks for listening. Again, this is episode four, and our guest today is Ian Clark. Enjoy. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I brought you in because I had, I mean, I just had such a fun time at that barbecue at your spot. That was right. Yeah, and so it just showed me, like, you're a person who has been sober, how long now? Uh, 15 years. Yeah, so 15 years. Uh, If I I, uh, am graced with another few days, I'll have 16 here in a minute. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, but it just shows me, like, somebody who's in the punk rock scene and... Um, still likes to hang out and party with everybody, and you know, absolutely. And it's kind of it's cool to me that uh, that you can you can live in the community, the punk rock community, mm-hmm. sober. Yeah, which isn't always an easy task, I imagine. No, no. <laughs>
1: well, and it's funny because when I when I first put it down, when I first got sober, um, I kind of left that community. I mean, there's no kind of about it. I, I straight up left. Like, there was right. a, a handful of years figuring out how to live without drinking or taking drugs that uh, I just had to abandon my old... I mean, I've been doing this punk rock thing my whole life. Right. You know, and um, when, I, when I got sober, I was. it was explained to me that I got to change everything. Right. You know, so I did. You know, and fuck, I got a, a membership at a golf course. Like, I I, I went like the, let's uh, go
0: the polar opposite exactly, of how
1: I'm living. Exactly, you know, like let's get a new crowd of people around me. I broke up the band I was playing in. You know, I put my bass down. I stopped doing that because I put my I put my bass on and I want to drink. Like, it's, just it's just associated in your
0: mind. Mo- yeah, yeah,
1: that's just all we did: played music and drank. Right. You know, that's all I knew. All my friends, everything. That was our whole world, you know. And so when I, you know, hit my bottom, I put it down. I put it, I walked away from it all, you know, for a while. Until I figured out how to navigate, you know, going to a show, going to a club, going to parties without, you know, drinking.
0: How long did that take? You know...
1: It actually really didn't take all that long because you'd be surprised at how many sober, straight edge punk rockers there are. Yeah. You know, there's a shitload of them, you know. And most of the popular bands have at generally, least generally have at least, least one of, or two yeah, sober dudes them. in their band, you know. Yeah. Um. And, and not that popularity, you know, requires sobriety, but... You know, you'd, I guess what I'm saying is you'd be surprised at how many people you think are drinking aren't drinking. Right. You know, and Do- like I'd go to shows and I'd see people that I knew were sober drinking. Right. I didn't right. know they were drinking non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. I thought they were drinking beers.
0: It's labeled to look like unless you look real careful. Right. And it just sometimes you know? it just is NA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, or they're drinking a uh, you know a, a glass with clear liquid with a chunk of lime in it and I'm thinking yeah. it's a cocktail.
0: Yeah. It's just soda water. It's soda water,
1: you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, damn, they've been around me this whole time, but I was so polluted that I never really saw that there were sober people in the bar. I figured everybody in the bar was hammered like me.
0: Yeah. no, not the case.
1: So that was kind of refreshing.
0: Eye-opening a little bit. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So, uh, I mean, did you find that uh, there was, like, a certain group of friends that you, like, were there people you already knew for a long time that you didn't know were sober? That, like, or did you, I mean, did you make new friends, like, once you figured it out? A little of both a little bit of both like maybe, maybe people you knew through the extended family of Rock
1: yeah, Rock a little bit a little of both like there were some guys i was like oh there's i toured with this one band you know and I had no clue even after the tour I had no clue <laughs> that I, that's how much i drank you know yeah. i just whatever didn't even pay attention
0: you, to my world around me you live and you're living in a van with them.
1: yeah right and and After I got sober, I, I, you know, had heard that they were as well and had reached out. And he's like, yeah, we've been sober for years, dude. (laughs) I just had no clue. You know, I'm (laughs) self-centered. So you had your bottle in the ice chest and you didn't care what the other bottles were. Just let me get to where I need to go and just let's be good. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I thought when I, when I stopped, when I put it down, I thought like it's, that's it. Life is over, you know. Like, what am I gonna do?
0: Like, your whole identity was tied up in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything I did revolved around drinking and getting high. You know, like everything. What the fuck am I gonna do? You know, and I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised that there was lots to do. You know, but I did have to I did have to take another path for a little bit. You know, and before right. I before I really got back into, you know, music and being involved again. I turned my record label off
0: for, like, I don't know, seven years, eight years. Well, you've had several businesses, and yeah. they've been a lot tied into punk rock in some context or another. Yeah. Screen printing, yep. merch, you know, just general merch printing and making, yep, yeah, merchandising, yep. and merchandising. the label. I mean, I don't make any money off the label, but... You know, whatever. Very
1: few labels are. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've always worked. Well, not always. Since since about 97, I want to say, 98, I've worked in either at a record label or my own print shop or, you know, a distro company. It's been in music since then.
0: After uh, you went sober, you, now you had mentioned, that you know, uh, it wasn't just alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you find yourself uh, trying to find fulfillment in other things? Uh, I mean, there are people in my life that I've seen that um, it was an addictive personality, addictive behavior, and I yeah. saw them pick up gambling. I saw oh. them pick up um, women. I saw them yeah. pick up, you know, just on a... Did yeah, you, I, I like to say that? that
1: my my favorite is more.
0: Right. You know, like... Of every, anything, everything. More yeah.
1: glue. You know, like, <laughs> right. it wasn't just booze and drugs, but it was all booze and all drugs. I was not discriminated. Like, it was whatever is going to change me. Gambling's awesome. I love Las Vegas and the craps table. I'll go <laughs> days without any drugs, just throwing dice, you know. Um, for a weird period of time, it was baseball cards.
0: Seems harmless enough, but I imagine,
1: yeah. Yeah, until you're, like, spending three and $400 on a box of cards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get that same fix, that same adrenaline, that same rush when you pull out a rare baseball card, you know. So, yeah, anything that take me away, you know. Um, fortunately, I got, I got married early on in sobriety, so I never really fixed on the women.
0: Right. You know,
1: I didn't have to go down that road. But food.
0: Yeah, we both got some. You know, I, I
1: like some food.
0: I was right. actually specifically gonna ask if you filled that gap with tacos, because I know absolutely. you love your tacos, I, man.
1: Absolutely. I I <laughs> and here was my ration here was my here was my uh how I rationalized it was at least I'm not drinking. Right. It's okay that I'm eating a super burrito at midnight. At least I'm not in the bar
0: drinking booze. You know? Yeah. And so Filled the hole with food. Is this something you struggle with all the time? Just like making sure you're not falling into any kind of Um, addictive habits. I mean, it's it's an ongoing.
1: It's the food thing's ongoing. Yeah, it's it's a struggle for me, which is funny because I'm putting this out. Like yeah, (laughs) like here you go, no shame. Like yeah, I have food issues.
0: I think. uh, I mean, everyone's got their thing. Like I definitely yeah find comfort in food. Yeah, we do. You can. You can hang out with me for a day, and you'll see what I'm into, which is right. drinking beer and eating well, food. I mean, well, it's... You, were at my, you were at my
1: barbecue. <laughs> like, how, how was the spread? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, and, well,
0: and that was my concern going in was how was the spread?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, what's going to be there? You know, we plan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, currently, so the, the, I, 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 I get sober. I stop, you know, the food issue. I put on 60 pounds since I got sober. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, got the diabetes, like got the whole, you know, just so, you know, I'm at another level right now where I'm changing it and stuff and I've made some more changes yeah, I know
0: with you, the foodie. I I heard you recently changed some of your yeah, dietary yeah. stuff.
1: Yep, no animals, no yeah. no dairy, no cheat like straight hate the word vegan. Yeah. You know, uh, labeled. Say
0: it's better to say eating clean. I eat clean. There you go. See,
1: doesn't that Conscious, sound better? It does sound better. <laughs> I, I eat clean. Compa- I'm, a, I'm a compassion for compassionate eater. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> um, so now, when it comes to the beer, you do uh, drink your non-alcoholic beers, your NA beers. I do.
1: I and do. That doesn't work for everybody. No, though. it doesn't. There are a lot of people that uh, disagree with that choice you know like uh non-alcoholic beers for non-alcoholic men or women uh non-alcoholic people I should say right? get caught up in a gender issue um i disagree and that's cool i'm i'm you know whatever people are going to think what they're going to think i personally really really enjoy the taste of beer
0: right plain and simple Zzz.
1: End of report. I love how beer tastes. Not all beer. Yeah. I love how some beer tastes. You know, I um, alcohol doesn't sit well with me. If there's no alcohol in the beer, and you can still get some of that taste, and... I can get that taste. I can, I can, I can enjoy it. You know, um, I've never had a problem with it. I'm not one of those guys who like. Counts how many I had. Well, I've only had three. Right.
0: I, I don't really, you know. I think with an NA beer, at I think to consider it NA, it has to be under 0.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. And I think you would have to drink uh, so many to feel that you, you'd throw up. I'd puke first. <laughs> yes. I'd puke first. And exactly. so you hear all
1: the stories like, there's more alcohol in orange juice. Oh, yeah. And you hear all those things. You know, right? like, well, if you smoke banana peels, you know, like, <laughs> come well, on.
0: You know, you have other um, problems if you're smoking banana peels.
1: But. You know what? I have other problems if an O'Doul's is a problem. Yeah, I got other problems, right? Like, and it's funny because I've had some very dear friends of mine like question it, you know, and right. and call me, call me on it, right? And I'm like, but here's the deal: like, did you forget one key ingredient? Uh, what? I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There you go. I don't have a problem. I'm not like hitting my wife. I don't. I don't get arrested. I don't
0: wrecking your car. Not
1: wrecking my car. My peachy knee still on. You right. know. Uh, you know. I'm not ruining relationships. You know. It, it's it's consequence free. Right. So. I personally don't have a problem. A lot of people do.
0: Cool. Don't drink it. There you go. On the subject, would you like something to drink? Sure. All right. Always, I'm thirsty. Are you? Are you? What? So, what's your NA beer of choice? You ready? Yeah, man. It's a toss-up. Old Milwaukee. <laughs> duels. All right. Coors Cutter. I like a Coors Cutter. So, for the purposes of this, because it is uh, still a A beer based podcast I had to get nerdy Do my research Which ones are the highest rated Right uh, (laughs) You know NA beers So um, I have three options here We're gonna try I have more of one So we're gonna just Kind of start with that one I'll I'll split it with you I drank one before you got here Just to You know Right And honestly This one is one of the better ones I've tasted So this is the Erdinger Yes Uh, Yeah So this is from Germany Yep I had it in Germany yeah, so what's interesting is some of the other beers, they're trying to call it, like, a Pilsner. They're trying to call it a Pale Ale. <laughs> this one, because it's a Weiss a beer, like a wheat beer, uh-huh. they were able to... I think it's closer to the style of beer they're trying to replicate than any other NA beer I've ever had. Really? Yeah, I think it's it's more accurate to style, I'll say. Well, when... when I
1: went to Germany last year. I went on, on, on the road with a band, and... Um, it's okay to say like what band? Say whatever you want. Oh, man. good. Uh, I went with the Roadside Bombs. Right. And um, these beers are everywhere there
0: in, in Germany. Yeah.
1: yeah, and pretty much all of Europe. Everywhere that we went, it was not hard to find a, a, a variety of non-alcoholic beers. I think because I was told that the uh, the punishment for drunk driving over there is like crazy. Real serious. That's what I heard. Now, I don't know, but for, like, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm told, like, it's really, really frowned upon. Right. And there's severe punishment.
0: At the same time, with their drinking culture is hundreds of years older than ours, so I imagine right. that they're a little bit more on top of their...
1: Well, <laughs> and, and I talked to our our, uh, our tour guy who drove, drove the van and, and showed us all around um I was talking to him about it and he's like well
0: yeah I'm driving yeah so I don't drink but I'll have one of those yeah do you feel like there was you said they were all over the place do you feel like it's just more there's not the social hang up that no. cuz in, in in the United States there's a hang up about having like NA beers In your bars, I think. I feel like there is, yeah. There is,
1: and and it's, um, well, I think from the bar owner's perspective is when I come to the bar, I'm going to have one. Right. Maybe two if I'm there for a long time. Right. Right? But you want to sell like handfuls. A few, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, like we're, we're not here to, they're here to sell booze. Right. You know, that's their deal. That's their business. um. But yeah, I think that the, uh, it's, it's, like here, it's not macho. It's not, oh, you don't drink, you're a pussy, you can't handle your, can't handle your booze. Right? I think the vibe I got in Europe was, oh, you're not drinking, you must be driving. Cool. Or you have a job that you're going to go to tomorrow or you don't like what happens to you when you have alcohol. Good for you.
0: Or like it's none here. of my fucking business why you're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no like I'm going to point and laugh. You know? There's no oh what's your problem? Right. Right? Yeah. It's very uh very different there. It's I I think it's considered
0: more responsible. Absolutely. Now, what's uh what's interesting is you know, talking about availability here in the United States, that went back to our conversation when we were hanging out in uh, at your house over the pool, and you were drinking yours. Well, you just fr- took your first sip. What do you think? Oh, it's great.
1: You had have, it before, I've, yeah. It's, it's so, perfect.
0: <laughs> so, so when we
1: were at the, where can I? Where yeah. did you get it? Because they don't have it anywhere in Santa I, Cruz. I
0: got it in, at a Bevmo. Yeah, gotta go to Bevmo. So, <laughs> so when we were at the barbecue. Uh, I, you know, you actually said, "Hey, hey, like, you know, you knew what I was into." You're like, "Try, try one of my NA beers." Right. So I tried it, and it was about what I expected, which, yeah. you know, uh, Plus. I well, it was no, it wasn't <laughs> even so much that. It's like I'm, I'm one of the least judgmental, right. beer beard nerd people you'll meet. Like I'm passionate about it, but I, I will just as quickly drink like a PBR tall can at a metal show as I will some Belgian look at this you can see the bottle I have over there. It's right, like some fan awesome. yeah, it's a huge Belgian art. Know, Yeah, exactly.
1: It's a Well and because a lot of a lot of beer makers consider it an art. Yeah. You know, brewers, brewers, mm-hmm. a lot of you know especially with all these crafty mm-hmm.
0: small Small breweries, mm-hmm. garage breweries, stuff like that. It's an right. art. So you had me try yours, and it was I mean, like I said, I'm I'm down to go lowbrow anytime on my. <laughs> um, but do you remember? And, and, and I know uh, you know with your wife's watchful eye, I, I said yeah, but have, she should smell my beer, right? And I had uh, that Lagunitas Daytime, and because I had said you know the one thing that's missing from these beers is hop aromas, right? And you smelled my like, like holy shit, like you had never really smelled a beer like with that much. Pu- and 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 that's where we came up with the idea cuz I had said you'd be a great uh uh, uh like character on a label yep. uh for our craft hoppy NA beer I now remember. i i can tell you i looked into doing it and i'm still working on trying to do a homebrew recipe I'm, I'm ready how, to go. how however it is a pain in the ass to make NA beer on a on a small scale right it's a it's yeah you're basically taking perfectly good beer and then cooking it and making it start tasting like canned vegetables when you cook it. <laughs> so, But see, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing.
1: This tastes like beer to me. It's been so long. Right. Right? That if I tasted a regular beer, I'd probably be like, that's disgusting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's been so long that
0: this, to me, tastes like beer. Right. So there's that. So so what you're saying is we wouldn't have to put out a product that's based on my perception of a Not at a, all. a plus quality it's more about the the consumer that's going to Exactly. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're selling to the person that doesn't drink
1: well you don't want to give them something that tastes like booze. Right. I mean
0: you want it, yeah. If you know it, I mean? there's still gonna be some of that, you want that malt beer flavor, or whatever, but it doesn't doesn't have to live up to right. that criteria per right. se. Now, now, do you remember what you came up with the name for the beer? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Do you remember what you called it? Yeah, Thirteenth Step. Now, do you want to explain what that means? And well, if you're in the
1: recovery community, community, there's twelve steps. The Thirteenth you know, Step
0: would be you drink this this the NA beer one. It would be the one after
1: the yeah. unspoken one right it's kind of a... there's another there's another uh another
0: interpretation <laughs> or or trans or like
1: well <laughs> i'm i'm i'm, I'm telling the line here i'm trying to trying to uh explain pretty much some people consider when you're thirteenth step and you're fucking
0: <laughs> okay, so right after you know yeah exactly, okay,
1: so it was uh
0: it's another term for going like home base, like exactly. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, home run. So <laughs> now, because you hadn't had any beers with uh, a lot of hop character, I did tell you before you came over I was going to take this here oh. French press, right? And I have hops that I bought at the homebrew store. Okay, and we're going to infuse one of your these uh, NA beers with hops and see see if you can pick up some aromas. Oh, rad! So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I promise you don't get any alcohol. Oh, yeah. From, you have to ferment the, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So, it does look like drugs, though, when I pull out these little baggies of green pellets. and awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's see here. So, so I've never seen hops. So I mean, the, I've seen them growing from the highway. Yeah. So you can see on the packaging that's what the whole cone looks like. Uh-huh, one of the uh-huh. one of the farmers on the back here. Well, and
1: I've seen them on T-shirts
0: because I yeah exactly do t- I, yeah you know you, you design so yes. yeah exactly. So this is what, usually when you get your hops. Um, what most breweries are using for the actual process are pelletized hops. So they take Compressed. the hops, dry. It's already been dried. It's then cr- uh, crushed. Uh, you know pushed into a these little looks like rabbit food basically right. so this is um simco hops one of the classic hops you could probably smell it from here but take a whiff of that one <laughs>
1: Oh, that smells like
0: weed! Yeah, <laughs> wow! I love the smell of marijuana. <laughs> so it is the same plant family. Oh, like I said, you'll have to listen. To, good. You'll have to listen to that 420 episode I did with uh, Luigi. So we'll that put. Smells really we'll, good. We'll put in some of that. Let's see. Now there's like hundreds of hop varieties. Sure. So that's Simcoe. This one is Amarillo, which is ha- supposed to have more tropical notes, like your different strains of bud. You know, right, right. And so are you mixing the two? Yeah. we want to just and go... Cool. We're, we're, go going,
1: we're going yeah. big. We're going big. We're doing this.
0: On a lot of beers, there's like four different. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, this one's going to smell a little more like citrus and mango and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you already getting it? Yep. <laughs> And so we're going to pour these in the little cheesecloth. I, I got this cheesecloth little yep. baggie, and I'll put it in the bottom of the, of the French press, pour some beer over it, make a, a very concentrated hoppy. Don't pour this one over it. No, no, no. A very concentrated hoppy uh, version, and then uh, I'll pour it into a glass and then top it off with some just open fresh beer, because it loses all the carbonation when you do this French press technique. Right. And then but this I'll still get the flavor. Yes. Well, you, it's more about just getting the aromas. You're, the the flavor, a lot of the flavor you have to get after, from heating, like through, oh, during. Okay. But but you're gonna get a lot of aroma. Okay. And then this is mosaic. This one's a little more. Uh, this has got a lot earthy. more earthy. Uh, well, bud. Oh <laughs> whoa! Oh,
1: easy, Cheech.
0: What are you doing? So, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one's got a lot
1: more of that character. Here, there. let me just hold on to this for a little bit. <laughs> I really, I hate what weed does to me. Well, but I really like the
0: smell of it when people you are can start, you it. You can start buying hops. You know, you know what's interesting is there's a there's these old tales because I mean. Beer, you know, uh, hops have been around for around 700 years right? in beer. And there's stories of old brewers taking hops and, and chamomile and other herbs and putting them in a bag like this and putting it underneath their pillow, and it's supposed to give them very vivid dreams. Really? Yep. So, all right, and then this is Cascade. I'm going to save this one maybe for one more. Or actually, you know what? I'll I'll save this for if we do one more infusion. Then we can just smell it, though. Yeah, exactly. I can open it and we can <laughs> smell it. So, all right, closing the uh, hop... Sack here. What do you got there? What is it? It's another urine. Okay. We're going to open up while this is because it takes it's going to take about 15 sure. minutes. Sure, it's like making coffee, <laughs> it's got to do its thing. This one foamed up more than the right. I did a test earlier this week with uh, right 21st amendments beer. Have you had Klausthaler? I have. Okay, so I have two versions. What? Have you had? Yeah, they have two. They have the regular and the amber. One tastes like shit. Let's see the amber. Let's, so you're ha- not you're not a fan of the regular? No, nope. no. I
1: I like. Uh, I don't like it. I even when I was drinking, like.
0: Right. I didn't like
1: the. Uh, I hate the word skunky because it's so. Unimaginative, you no.
0: Know? But that's honestly, if you, um, if you like, I, I'm, I do uh, beer judging like competitions and stuff. That's on like proper descriptions of oh. beer is the word skunky. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. I, 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 I liked, man. I liked the Pabst Blue Ribbons. I liked the Budweiser. I liked the right. co- original course. I like the, I like the quantity. Okay. <laughs> Let's you, be honest. You, got you, got Let's you. be honest. You can't drink thirty of those. Right. Fair enough. I could I could take down thirty Budweisers.
0: Yeah, and and now that's goes back to like you said, you like your and your, your I mean your old Milwaukee and your Oduls. And, and those O'Douls. are re- those are really light. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm curious because you really didn't like this class. I'll drink you. I'll get you a little. I'm not gonna pour a lot, <laughs> then because I want to try it. But yeah, I'll drink. Now I'm gonna be honest. The but, but check this out. I
1: would drink Lucky Brand vodka. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like. Come on. Again, you were like me,
0: you're willing to go lowbrow. <laughs> yeah. Now, dude. the thing I will I will confess though, uh, is that the Erdinger I bought um, first of all, it's in dark glass and it was in uh, a contain like a cardboard container like so covering had no it. You no idea. Well, no, there was no light getting into it. So, you want to know what causes some of that skunkiness? So is light getting through a bottle. Green and clear bottles do not protect the be- the beer oh. from light. Light Affects hops that are in the beer, and it and it creates the same um, aroma compound that skunks create. That's literally why it's skunky. <laughs> so um, this one, I will say, was That's sitting. Why Miller genuine <laughs> draft. it's yes. like pus. Yeah. <laughs> Got so, it. Budweiser brown bottle. Good. Yes. <laughs> now, but the other thing is, I bought this at a store that shall remain nameless, but it was sitting on a shelf, warm, and. Yeah, well, I mean, the Erdingers at Bevmo were sitting. The room was cooler there at Bevmo. This spot, a little warmer room, and it. I, I'm I'm guessing these are pretty old. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. So, if you want. And I think, is it, and and I don't know. I might stand stand corrected. Now, this smells more like, to me, like a a Heineken or a um, Carlsberg, like one of those. Yeah, yeah. You smell that? Yes. But this is the smell you don't like.
1: Yeah, no. I didn't (laughs) like Heineken and Carlsberg and, and all that European crap.
0: It smells like a European like more like a European lager to me. That Erdinger like doesn't Urkel, have. That's Pilsner Urkel. Yeah, yeah, you right? know. What is that? <laughs> yeah. what it Pilsner Urkel, that's the or oldest that's the oldest Pilsner. Oh, is it?
1: Mhm. I only drank those cuz they were cheap at the liquor store in Sonoma.
0: what's funny is I can actually tell what yeast strain they used on this cuz it's just such a, a familiar. What's yeah. and what's funny is this is the one that yeah, it says uh winner of the world beer awards gold and and when i looked up like best tasting um n.a beers erdinger was second place and the klostauer uh amber which you can see it says dry hopped with cascade which maybe we'll take this one and we'll put more cascade in it oh i have two of these bottles so we could i mean don't get me wrong
1: okay so my uncle always has these i think because they're sold at costco probably I think Klaasthaler is the one you get at Costco. Right. He always has these. So when I so go to barbecue at house, yeah. I'll have one. I'm not going to. I am by no means an N.A. beer snob where I won't <laughs> drink it. Right. Um, but there's. But yeah. I'll go out of my way if I know that the store I'm going to has the old Milkies. <laughs> right. Because. That's your baby. They you know what? They come in a can. Mm-hmm. They're in a can and they're like That's
0: your that's more your poolside beer, man. Oh yeah. I'll float yeah. in the pool with the Old Milky all day. <laughs> there you go. Now, we're going to start designing labels for our uh, step 13. Yeah, we got to start Love it. <laughs> I'll actually show you before you leave what I was going to do. So, when you're doing these beers, it they tell you to make a beer and then cook the alcohol so at 170 degrees, it's not um evaporating too much liquid Mm -hmm. um, and it's as low as it's basically that's the temperature Fahrenheit at which alcohol is going to, is going to cook out. It's Mm going to evaporate out. So they'll tell you do like 30 minutes at 170 after you've already finished the beer. Like it's a finished product. Okay. So, so, so let me, let me get my
1: head around this. Is it, is it cost prohibitive or is it just like, Oh my God, you're ruining a perfect beer. So
0: on a homebrew scale, Uh, If you have kegging equipment, you can carbonate your beer um, after you've, you know, at any time. You can just take the still liquid, put it in a, in a, uh, in a, container that's holding pressure and you can pump co2 in it and it'll carbonate you can serve it now most home brewers though are you are doing just they're bottling their beer which still has yeast which means there's still fermentation happening and they're putting a little bit of sugar in the bottom and it's, it's a measured amount uh, of sugar per bottle to then let the yeast that's still alive carbonate in the bottle so for a home brewer already unless you have kegging equipment this is and you want to keep it at under 0.5 percent then it's pretty much impossible. Got it. Now I do have a little keg. That's what I was going to show you is I have a, a like a two and a half gallon, three gallon keg. Mm-hmm. And so I can do it. And it, f- and that's but small enough it- and small enough that it fits in my oven. It's stainless steel. So wow. I'm thinking about literally, uh, moving like once it's done in the fermenter and the glass carboy, moving it into that, cooking it in the oven, Then letting it cool. And actually the trick is, okay, so the whole thing is we want to make something that has hops in it. When you add hops into a beer, uh, they add it uh, at the very end of the boiling process. uh, And then they add it post-fermentation, what they call dry hopping is when you get all that aroma. The thing is, if you add hops, a heavily hopped beer, and then try and cook it, it's just going to get really grassy. It's just the hop content, it just it's gonna get gross. So what I would do is make a beer that has pretty much like no hop aromas. Throw it in and during that end. part where you have to heat it to get the alcohol out, I'm gonna throw the hops in then, probably in that same little sack, and throw it in there and while it's cooling off, then take it out, seal it, carbonate it. That's my, that's what I'm going to attempt. And now, and I do have a buddy who's a head brewer at a, and at a, at a pretty large brewery. And he said, I could bring a sample in and he has like like $5,000 piece of equipment that it just dips this little plastic tube in and it gets all the data on a digital screen to tell you what the ABV is like in 30 seconds. So I just got to do it now that I have those things lined up, my ducks in a row to try it. And resentment (laughs) ale is born. (laughs) Yeah, this one, the Spears. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I, I'm at a barbecue having a tofu dog. I'll knock
0: one down. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> so, like, all right, you, you are curious about the amber. I so am. The, I didn't even know it existed, yeah. honestly. So this is the Klaus Toller Amber, and it says right on the label, dry hopped with Cascade hops. And we haven't even opened the Cascade for you to smell yet. Right. We can actually, <laughs> you can smell this and taste this, and then I'll give you what a fresh Cascade right, right. smells like and see if it's. I'm excited about that one. <laughs> Uh first of all this doesn't look that amber. Well, I guess it's got a little more color. Yeah. All right. I will say that that last one was tastes better than I was expecting based on the condition I found it in. Oh. So, okay. I'll give it. And so when you're spinning it, what does that do? I'm just getting the aromas out. It's just like wine, man, you know. Right. You just give it a little swirl We're drinking it out of wine glasses. We're going highbrow here, man. We're getting fancy. I know, I know. It's just making everything come to the surface. So that one does smell more like that roasted Smoother. malt, like sweet yeah, like I said, I t- you know I told you when you first got here. I was like, you know, there's no podcast where people are really analyzing their NA beers because it's not hip to be drinking it's NA beers. It's not cool with, at all. It's lame. <laughs> well, we're lame. It's okay. I know, it's cool. I'm down. I'm, I'm good with being lame. See, this one, this one tastes like the other one. It's the same yeast in the same water. They just changed the grain and added some hops. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not bad. Once again, but this doesn't smell anything like those hops that I was having you smell like earlier. Now, and I'm going to open up this fresh Cascade for you to smell because this yeah. is supposedly what it's hopped with, so you can just get.
1: Actually, you know and what? Could it be? Could it be that they just put a little bit of the Cascade they hops? Probably in there, just but they probably put, put, put a, a
0: shitload of some crap. Well, yeah. Who knows? Or right? They, yeah. Not as not as pungent as the other hops. It doesn't <laughs> smell as Mendocino as the others <laughs> at all smells good. Yeah. But compared to those other ones I had you. Yeah. yeah. Amarillo and Simcoe and all those are. Oh, yeah. But just so you know, I wouldn't taste the hop. Oh, I was just going to do that. Don't. I see you. I see you digging in there like it's Cheetos. I was going to eat it, it. I see you. That's a bad idea. It, it, it would fuck your palate up. It fuck oh, your, your taste okay. buds up for a week. Oh, really? I mean, it's bad. It, it would taste really. It would ruin your night. <laughs> really? Yeah. I so, kind of want to take one home and just. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I home that's fine. Yeah, that's fine.
1: That's yeah. so funny that you called it
0: Yeah I see that. you fiddling around thinking. with it I'm like no It's like when you, the, It's because I just barely opened this bag And I see it's that thing when you open up your bag of chips And it's not yep. quite open and I see him doing it I see him ripping the bag I'm like nope don't <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare Let me check on the uh, Other one here On our, our French press experience. Yeah I'm going to smell and see if it it's Well the, th- the thing is I asked My wife my wonderful wife Tamara Is she back there? All right. So I asked her to, no, no, we're good. <laughs> just giving you props. Yeah, I'm just, I'm saying how much I love you for washing the uh, French press. Oh, you're
1: still smells. Half like, as much as I love you. Still
0: smells like coffee. That's <laughs> the, that's Do they have a coffee beer? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of coffee beers. I've made co- I've homebrewed coffee beer before. Are they any good? Mm-hmm. They're really easy to make. You just cold brew like cold steep oh, coffee geez, and then add I it. I had to stop cold brewing. <laughs> Why? You're just doing overboard, or what? I, I was. My br- I was. It was bad. I had to pull the car over one day. Oh, it just <laughs> getting. Oh yeah, you know that it has more caffeine than like any other preparation of coffee. Yeah, it, and because and, the heat, its heating is what like breaks up the caffeine molecule, you know, and like. And it was bad. Like heart tremors,
1: anxiety. I I, I was freaking out.
0: All right, so it does have some flavor. We're going I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna add the uh, cascade in there too. Let me see your glass here. Like I said, you see, see, there's like zero carbonation now. Yep. So I'm gonna top it off with some, just a little bit, just to, just to give it a little bubble. Yeah, exactly. See, okay, so like
1: this one here, the, right, the first one, the Erdinger, 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 yeah. Like this is okay. We're having a nice dinner. Oh, so it's fancy. For yeah, you. This, yeah is, this is this is. We're having a nice dinner. We're out to a nice dinner. Oh shit, they
0: got the Erdinger. Yeah, so right. Yeah. That's the good time. Except for you, also didn't think you could find it, and I just told you where to find it. I'm yeah. You All know right. what? I might stock up. Give this one a swirl, and let me see if you smell different now. I smell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, what's funny, and, and Tamara was saying this earlier, I said uh, when I was doing the test, I was like, I'm not really picking it up. She's like, he'll pick it up. He's a lot more sensitive, I guarantee, that to hops than, than oh, I am.
1: much more. Yeah, yeah.
0: See, for me, that's not enough. Like, I drink insanely hoppy beers all the time, so I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, this isn't. <laughs> right? No, this is <laughs> like, this is full speed. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm glad I am glad I could do this for you. Yeah. So, so you'd like to see an NA beer with some of that character in there?
1: Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely.
0: I think if you could do two. Two different beers? Two different ones. What if we did a coffee stout that was NA? I'd there you it. go. I'd See? give it hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll try anything, really. All right. This is awesome. And there was another one. I can't, you know what? I can't remember what it was called. I got to ask my buddy. I think, it, I want to say there was a Z in it or something. We got it in Holland. Hmm. And it was holy shit good. In Holland, and you don't, yeah. but you
0: don't remember the brand. No, I don't. I, I I'll, I'll try and, I'll try and figure it out. All right, so I'm dumping the rest, the uh, Cascade hops into, the uh, with the rest of the hops in the sack, and I'm going to throw in, the rest of this amber Klaustauer, uh and and then I have another one of those, so we'll top it off when this is done and give it a give it 15 more minutes, oh, right. 20 more minutes, just to get a little more character. Yeah, this is either gonna. Uh,
1: Increase your listener base?
0: Or just kill it. Or kill it. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was telling people about this episode, and a lot of people were really stoked just because it's, no one's doing it. Oh, cool. We'll do it that. And besides, this, it, it's funny that you think I have a listener base. That was really cute. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about coming up in the... You know, being involved in the punk scene for as long as you have, and having these friends that, you know, you, you were able to see when you came back around that there are sober people in the community, but do you think that there's an inherent um, aspect in the lifestyle that is like in, living in excess, abusing yourself or, abu- or, or, you know, that, that self, uh, like basically self harm aspect of punk rock. That's, do you think there's some element of that, that- sure?
1: Sure. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, everything about punk rock is, oh, you told me I can't. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about this? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you I can, and I'm going to, and, and watch. Right. You know. Um, <clears throat> it was funny, too, because when I, when I, I'm reminded, when I, when, I, when I came home with my first mohawk, 16 years old. We had just moved to Sonoma from San Francisco. And uh, my buddy Ben Gave me a mohawk and we came home And I thought, I, I thought it was the best Fucking thing, best day ever You know And my parents flipped the fuck out <laughs> Right uh, I think my stepdad said His exact words were uh, Ben, you gotta go home
0: Yeah, like I'm about to beat this dude's ass <laughs> right? And like, you can't be here You gotta go
1: yeah. Right. I don't care where, you just gotta go Right, And so the first thing that came out of their mouths were, um, you know, you don't know, we work in San Francisco, we see the punk rockers all the time, and there's just drugs and alcohol and drugs and alcohol, and, you know, that was their main concern, you know. It, it wasn't anything about you look like a fucking moron, you know, it wasn't anything about appearance, they were concerned about the drugs and alcohol, so, you know. I mean, this was 1980.
0: And if you're naturally rebelling against your parents who are warning you about drugs and alcohol, what's the best way to... Uh...
1: Well, as soon as they got done and when I went into their room, stole their weed, and went over to Ben's <laughs> house. You know, like, that's what went down. Uh, so is it is it prevalent in the, in the punk rock world? Yes. And I would even say more so than other... Genres Genres of music or lifestyles, lifestyles, yeah, or scenes, you know. Uh, I definitely know that when I was growing up, there was more. I mean, everybody I knew, all the punk rock kids I knew were, you know, drinking, doing drugs, getting high, whatever. And the squares were, like, maybe once in a while going to a cake party, you know, and, like, pretending they were drunk. I mean, we were going for it, so yeah. I think it's kind of back then, where at least where I where I grew up when I where I got into it, it was hand in hand. Everybody did it, you know. There wasn't straight edge. There wasn't, you know, posy anything.
0: Right. So. Do you think that it also had a little bit to do with you know when when I went and got you in the lobby as you were coming? We were talking about current uh technology and how you got here with using gps and oh. everything do you, and you know we were talking about smartphones dumb people do you think that it <clears throat> that kids today that maybe love punk rock and they want to have a, a, some rebellion uh that they have access to like-minded people like instead of being yes. in your direct social group you can Absolutely. You can go look up a Gorilla Biscuits record. Absolutely, you can <laughs> yes. absolutely. I mean, it was so
1: yes, and and do I think they're fortunate? Absolutely. Maybe maybe it's a a, a quicker path to to where they need to be. You know, um, when I was a kid, when we were younger, you know, it was definitely regional. You know, like you had San Francisco Bay Area sound. Right, Orange County had its sound. And look, dude walks in from Orange County, you're like...
0: I know that guy.
1: Yeah, he's got the cut, the patches, the creepers, the the, the spiky blonde. Like, Orange County. Right? And then dude from the Northwest rolls in, you know that. You know. And each area has their sound and their vibe and their look. Right? Now you get on your phone...
0: Or you can go to a show right now. Go to Gilman this weekend, and you're going to see somebody who looks like from all... all from every different kind of like style, whatever Which is kind of cool,
1: you know? Yeah. But, I mean, we mailed tapes through the mail. You know, you ordered it through the mail. I would take an envelope, and I would stick $3 and a self-addressed stamped envelope, well-concealed cash, <laughs> and mail it to whatever label you wanted the new record... Without hearing it, you saw an ad in a Maximum Rock and Roll or Flipside or something. You saw an ad. Send $3, we'll send you the record. And so in good faith, I would put 3 bucks in the envelope, send it out, and six weeks later, my record would show up. If you were lucky. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to click a button and it's there tomorrow because Amazon dropped it on a fucking drone. You know, yeah, like you—you you definitely had to work for it before,
0: you know. Um, and that's just me being old and. But you, know. but do you feel like that also is part of the reason why you felt so tight with like the people in your direct scenes, yes. like because you guys all worked hard. Yes. To to you know.
1: Well, and that's all you had. Yeah. You 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 don't get to get on social media and meet the punk rocker from Thailand. Right. right, you don't get to go, "Oh, yeah, he's from Orange County. I've never met him, but we're friends. yeah, right No, you, that's all you had, you know, and you, you yeah, and especially then, you know, like there was one or two skinheads, there were a couple of you know supercharged GBH punk rockers, spiky punks, then there was a handful of skateboarder punk rocker, you know what I mean There was right. you know you hung out with, with, with all of them. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but definitely worked harder to access it. Yeah.
0: But uh, silver lining being, you know, if, uh, if you don't relate to, to uh, the people that are in your direct sphere of influence, you can, you can find something for you, at least these days.
1: Yes, definitely. You don't have to settle like you did before. Like, I would settle for hanging out with the stoner metal dudes.
0: Yeah, I think I may have been, like, the last... general I'm 31, and I think I was the last generation of, like, you really... Uh, it was... It also has to do with being from, like, Fresno, right. where you... Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was... it. I mean, we... You, if you're a punk dude or or a chig, you you're hanging out with the stoners and the freaks yeah. and the goths and yep. the yep. whatever. Yep. It's just uh, it's strengthened number, strength numbers. and You're
1: not with the jocks and the
0: hicks. Well, I've been this size since I was about twelve, so I was I like I I got pretty lucky in that sense. Yeah. Um. I was skin and bones. Yeah. Until until I really started drinking. <laughs>
1: right. Uh. Yeah. So exactly, you hang out with the freaks and the weirdos. And you, you don't hang out with the jocks and the hicks and the, and the popular kids. Yeah. You know? And they would... I mean, I remember my buddy Pete. He died a little while ago. But we were in high school in Spanish class doing cocaine on the desk. Jeez. Right? Yeah. Going for it. And, the, the, you know, the jock girls in front of us are like, that's not real. <laughs> like, okay, you want some? I'm like, Oh yes it is right? Like but we did it because fuck you.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like you're not gonna tell us not to. It was a whole different world. Whole different world. Now I see the football jocks covered in tattoos, you know, with a black flag T shirt on. Yeah. It's it's that, that part gets me a little bit. Yeah, but Black, like,
0: but Black Flag always had a little bit of a jock element come on. Yeah. Especially me. when Rollins got in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: that was my quickest uh, Yeah, I know. Analogy. I know. It's uh there is a there is a big part of me that's like, damn it, man, we worked so hard for this and now it's just
0: pop culture, you you know, go down to the mall and buy that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except for... Like, I got beat up for wearing Vans.
1: (laughs) I wore checkered shoes, and the dude says, nice clown shoes, faggot. And I'm like, fuck you, and I took a beating. Yeah. You know? And now, I mean, it's everywhere. So, whatever. The kid's got it easy. My kid has it easy. Yeah. He's got an amazing collection.
0: I bet he does. He's probably got your collection a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. His mom works in skateboarding. I work in punk rock. He's got it's, everything. He's pretty
0: set. And <laughs> and you have a great house up. Yeah. On the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yep. So. yep. we're Beautiful pretty, out there, man. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so when it comes to, you know, those people who are struggling f- with sobriety, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, what are the options? I, I can tell you, you know. And I and I made sure to clear this with him before we did this. He was, My dad is is in recovery. Mm-hmm. He d- he went cold turkey. That's rough. Yeah, you know, no program, no. Um, I mean, he had some friends. He and he had done. You know, he I think he had some some reading, some sort. Mm-hmm. You. Know, mm-hmm. But really, it, and then and then a few years later, he quit smoking, and it's mm-hmm. yeah. Now, um, I can tell you that. With the drinking, I was a little bit too young to really remember or to uh, be able to pick up on maybe the reasons, like, what, what was going on at the time to really to understand why, like, what drove him to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know with the smoking, it was uh, his health. I mean, he was getting older, and he had actually had an aneurysm. Oh, And then he's like, I don't I don't wanna die. Right. You know, and he and that's when you know and he did cold turkey on the cigarettes too.
1: Oh, it's so hard. I quit smoking as well. Um, let's see, six years ago, October. That was harder than the booze. Really? Yep. That's
0: what I've that's what I've heard. I've heard
1: so unbelievably challenging. You know, um, so options. What are people's options if yeah. they if they if they want to get sober? And let's let's not even look at if they need to get sober. That's an it, internal yeah. deal. Like I could say you need to get sober, but unless you're in pain and suffering, you're not and gonna, ready to and ready. To. <laughs> That's the big one. You know, yeah. It is a decision. A lot of people don't don't agree with me, but it's a decision that you have to take and make. Um, what are your options? Go to treatment. You know, go to treatment. Get into recovery. Go to a twelve step program. Find other sober people and, um. You know. Make that decision. You know. And generally, we need to get beaten down, pretty, pretty tough.
0: Did you have like rock bo- a rock bottom moment that I did? Or, anything you want? You're willing to talk about. <laughs>
1: Always willing. Always willing. I, uh... It had gotten out of control for me. You know? Like, uh... Pretty much always drunk. And, uh... When I started drinking, I couldn't stop. You know? And when I started drinking, um... I couldn't predict what was gonna happen. You know? Did a lot of blackout driving. And a lot of... A lot of cruddy stuff, and uh, I was at my bar, at my favorite bar, and I shit my pants. Standing out in front, having a cigarette. Yep. And I went home, took a shower, got cleaned up, and I was sitting on the couch, and I I had I was like, this is fucked. This is this is the worst. Like I'm, I pretty much suck. There's
0: now. no excuse. There's yeah, no like, rag, like, and I didn't
1: just shit my pants. Listen, <laughs> 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 right? Like it was the, the it was like my body just said fuck, everything fuck, out. Fuck you. Yeah, we're done. done. We're done. Open up because it's coming out, right? And um, I wear shorts. I don't wear pants
0: Yeah
1: Right So I'm standing out in front And just (sighs) Like It was a mess So You know Get home Shower Crying game Shower (laughs) Right Uh, Get dressed Sitting on the couch And I'm sitting there Totally miserable And I look at the clock And I think I can make last call Holy shit And I went back I went back for more And I drank the rest of the night and i got and when i woke up the next day i just pitted just so i would get these i would get like really bad hangovers okay like monster hangovers and uh, i woke up and i was like i really can't stop this sucks and i called a friend who i knew was sober and so we uh, he's helped me out. Started pointing me in the right direction and I started doing the things that you need to do to change your life. You know, and the rest was just, it was not easy. It was not easy. But it just get, getting progressively better. I'm clearly an alcoholic.
0: Do you feel like those rock bottom moments are like really. I, I mean more often than not is that what you're hearing from, from people and you when you you know if somebody discloses that information like as far as, from other other people struggling is is it is that a common thread is like hitting rock bottom before. Um, I mean I see I see very few people who are just kind of easily <laughs> walking out of it you know and like right you you,
1: it's it's. You know, there's varying degrees varying levels, you know. A lot of comparisons are made. Like how far would you go? Right. You know? And that's nobody's business, really. If you're if you're hurting and, and, and alcohol's the problem, there's a solution. You know? I can not drink, it's easy for me to not drink. Dealing with the people in the world is my issue today. Nobody's doing what I want them to
0: do. Right, you know. And your coping mechanism for when that when things didn't weren't going your way was to have a drink. Absolutely. And well, that's and now that's not the option. It's not the
1: option, <laughs> you know. So I've got other coping mechanisms in place where I address my uh, disdain for the world. Usually, I'm I'm in pretty good pretty good spot. Traffic gets me.
0: Yeah man. yeah man, that's um. I've been trying to get into like mindfulness practices and like. Me too. Yeah, and I can tell you, man. Like, uh, man, traffic is the one that's like, I'm. I have a problem. I'll tell you. Do you want to know my, my my? I'll admit right now my problem is like road rage. Like, yeah. I have a serious problem.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me. You know what? I'm with you. Okay. Let me tell you a little story here. My kids go to Catholic school, private school in Santa Cruz. And for uh, I don't know if you're Catholic or not, but for raised
0: Catholic, I'm familiar.
1: Okay, so you're yeah. familiar with Lent, and you yes. give you know you give up something, something for Lent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Okay, uh, so we're sitting around the dinner table. It's time for the kids. They do it every year. Lent comes every year, yep. right? And so they're going through their thing about what they're going to give up. Right? And so, you know, I'm going to give up TV. And I'm like, ooh. That's a tough one. That's a rough one, buddy. you can <laughs> give up TV? I'd reconsider that one. And I'm going to give up. My daughter said she was going to give up, like,
0: eggplant or something. Something like, she eats once a month.
1: Yeah, like, we never even have it, but okay, whatever. And, uh, you know, they're like, what are you going to give up, Dad? And I'm like, I'm not going to give up anything. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> that's not fair. I was like, okay. In solidarity, I will give up something. Let's see, right? And uh, my, my son says, no yelling at bums, right? And I'm like, okay, I can give up. I can stop yelling at the bums. I can try that. And then my daughter says, and no yelling at, and cussing at people in traffic. And I'm like, well, I never do that. And you got, you got A.S. Yes. Oh, they just erupted. Yeah. They're just like, you're kidding me. You called him an F and blah, 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 blah today. Like, yeah, I have a problem in traffic. I, I And when
0: your kids can call you out.
1: Yeah. A pro, I mean, a problem. we're talking about seven-year-old calling me out for, you know, telling somebody to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I, fl- I flipped off a guy in a white BMW today, and I wanted to follow him.
1: Yeah. yeah. And chase him home mm-hmm. and teach him what for. Yeah. Right? Like. You didn't do it my way, <laughs> and you didn't even know that you're not doing it my way, but I'm gonna let you know that you're not doing it my way
0: yeah man'm <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I got some books for you to check out when, uh, when oh, for, yeah. just for the just for the peace of mind stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's
1: uh you know it's, a, it's I'm working on it. that's my thing today like yeah. I'm, I'm working on my my mindfulness like you said, like yeah. okay, why am I angry at that yeah. person you know?
0: You want to check out, see how this beer? Absolutely. Doing? So we put the. Uh, this one's got a little more of a green hue to it now. It looks like some it of those does, hops It does. looks are, like wheatgrass
1: uh, or something. Yeah,
0: it looks like those hops probably came out a little more.
1: So when you judge a beer thing, mm-hmm. how much beer do you end up drinking?
0: Um, about three to four ounces. Three ounces, because I'll and if, after about a dozen beers, you're done for the day. I mean, you you're can't, hammered. Well, no, man, I, <laughs> I can put them back. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, right. Um, our mutual friend yes. Ben Murray has told me that uh, that of anybody he trusts, it's like, oh yeah, like <laughs> Tim. Tim knows how to handle it. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the lifestyle, man. I'm not proud of it. It's like, it is what it is. <laughs> it's all good. Oh <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more hops There's no. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa. That smells like weed. Tastes a lot more green too. It's a little too grassy now. That the hops have been sitting in a little. Once they sit over a certain part, they get a little grassy. Yeah. See, I yeah. wouldn't see it too grassy on that one. But the hops have been sitting there too long, like that.
1: It's grassy is the word. Yeah, it's actually, grassy, man.
0: Yeah, it's a. But the nose isn't bad.
1: It smells great.
0: Yeah, that first infusion. I know you liked. You got to remember to pick up your Urdinger, Get your French press. Bevmo. <laughs> 41st. So what are your projects you're working on right now, man? I mean, you're, well, you're doing, uh, was it Sicker Than Others, I believe, is it? Yep, yeah. Right, what's that about? Uh, me and a friend, Danny Boy,
1: over in San Francisco. He's an artist. He's a tattoo artist. And uh, we both can appreciate some of the funnier things. At least I think they're funnier things. He thinks we, we we have a similar sense of humor.
0: Like your taco hunter pin. Oh, That's a pretty good one. That
1: is a good one. I love that. And he came up with, uh, well, the first one I did was a, a set of praying hands with a T-bone steak coming out of it. it. Said Pray for Meat. Pray for Meat. I like it. Right? I didn't know. I, I should have brought some with you. I'll get them to you. Yes, yeah, please. I did the Pray for Meat one, and then uh, Danny and I were talking about it, and um, I had recently discovered uh, through Ben Murray and some other homies that I work with about uh, this whole, like, patch game and pin game thing yeah, on people Instagram. people are all, all
0: about patches and pins right now. Oh, it's
1: ridiculous. And they're hilarious. And I'm like, I make these. I should start making my own.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Because I make them for, who you know, you, yeah. whoever. And so... Uh, you know, I'm a jackass, so I, I'm I'm doing an I Heart Gluten one, <laughs> right now. Um, so I made the pray for meat, and then Danny sent me over a design. He's like, we should do one of these, and it was a, a pentagram made out of a bicycle chain, with blood dripping, Satan's chain, and that one's hilarious. So we we put that one out. That one everybody liked that one too, and then uh, you know we just started talking. We've got a whole line of like. Uh, ideas. Potential. Yeah. Yeah. And what we wanna do is we wanna um on all the little projects that I that I work on, I've got a deal for myself is I, I throw a little bit of money at it. Right? Not a lot. I don't have a lot of money. So I throw a little bit of money at it. And if it can start feeding itself then it's a worthy endeavor. Right. Right? Then it's then it's worth if it's fun and it doesn't I don't have to go broke doing it. Mm-hmm then I love creating things, whether it's records or music or lapel pins or T-shirts or skateboards. Skateboards. Mm-hmm. What you know? I did skateboards too for a while. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, until something else shiny comes along, probably. You know, as long as it pays for itself. Like an NA beer. Well, I'll get on it. I know. I. You know what? Yeah, I'm currently working on a. Um, on a new magazine, new fanzine, okay. with a couple of friends from Santa Cruz. It's called Basket Case. It's all choppers. It's all uh, chopper motorcycles and uh, skateboarding. Rad. Yeah, first issue's coming out right now. Actually, I'm behind the ball. I gotta have, <laughs> I gotta have the layout done by uh, Monday morning.
0: All right. Well, then I'll let you go. <laughs> and uh, no Sicker Than Others, you're also uh, over at uh, Pirates Press. I am. Yeah. I am.
1: I work in the merch department. We do merchandise for bands and labels and, and whoever, you
0: know. Anything else you want to plug? You brought up the, the, the name of the magazine coming out. Oh, basket, basket Case. Basket Case. Yeah. Sicker Than Others.
1: Yep. Pirates Press. Pirates Press. I have a website called uh, Corpitus.com. You want know to spell that? C-O-R-P-I-T-U-S.com. Okay. And that's where uh, some friends and I have a record label called Chapter 11 Records that we've been doing for 20 years, actually. and um, What are some of the artists? Um, currently, Roadside Bombs. Uh, we just released uh, Cold Feeling 7-Inch. The Deathless is a hardcore band from Santa Cruz that we released their record. Uh, we do all the Pink Panzer records. All right. Um We've done stuff for Tiger Army and Dropkick Murphys and the Working Stiffs. We did some work with them.
0: So, yeah, make sure to check out Sicker Than Others, com, Chapter 11 Records, Pirates Press. Definitely. All, Pir- all those coals in the fire you've got going right yep. now. Ian, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Hope you had a good thank time. For having me. This was amazing. <laughs> thank you, buddy. All right, man. Have a good one.